Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone, for a loose moose. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start with something, but maybe we just have to acknowledge the fact that I'm like destroying the studio with every move I make right now. You said, okay, let's go. And then you knocked the microphone away. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kicked it. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to get comfortable. I'm trying to like, I'm sore. So like my whole body fucking hurts right now. So I'm just trying to like squirrel around in my chair to find a find the perfect spot. Have you been sleeping weird? I had a massage. <laughs> That made me um, sore. Well, did you buy an opposite massage? What kind? How much did you pay for this opposite massage? Have you ever had acupressure? I'm not even familiar with it. You have to be because I know an acupuncture, athlete. but I don't. Is acupressure like um, a wider amount of needles? I don't you know, know I mean? dude. Like you're the sports guy. Don't they do like p- pressure massage? Isn't like sports massage basically acupressure? Um, the m- my most favorite, most painful massages are where they almost grab the muscle. Like they almost just like grab your hamstring and they just dig into the deepest parts of the tissue to even get the most micro knots out and lengthen it and put it back to like virgin form more or less for your for your muscles. And I love it, but it's also painful and you like you really scream. Um, and I and so maybe it's something like that. I well, I've never had I mean, I've heard from dancer friends who do the rolfing massage technique which is it's similarly i think like literally like readjusting the shape of your muscles inside your body i know rolfing also involves like getting their they're sometimes putting fingers into your mouth and like massaging the soft palate like it's crazy oh i've never heard of it that's why uh, yeah dancer friends have told me all about rolfing it sounds nuts sports massages also sound incredibly painful there's one part where you oh mark's giving the thumbs down to rolfing oh, yeah fucking crazy um if you touch right under your armpit yeah. where all the glands are mm-hmm. like raise your arm and touch right under there yep side can boob you, side boob can you mm-hmm. feel it's like tender lymph oh, nodes yeah yeah so my favorite part of the massage that's most painful um is they hold the muscles right there and uh. they clamp down on them and then slowly lift your arm up oh. and stretch it back while pulling down on the muscles here and you can it feels like your body's getting ripped in half like if you were chained to two semi trucks with your hands and feet and just being ripped apart in the best way i'm guessing that that is probably something like the lymphatic drainage massages that i've only heard about they sound excruciating mm. yeah and acupressure is well. You're, kind you just of like, like to be with the most bored look on your face, where you're like, "Hmm, lymphatic drainage." Yes, I don't like that stuff. What lymphatic drainage? I don't like. Um, I don't like draining. I don't like squeezing. I don't like popping. Okay. I don't like. I don't like things coming oh, you out, bored, and you I don't like. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That, yeah, I don't think. Yes. I don't like watching things come out, and I don't like things being released. Let's put a pin in that for something else that we have to talk about in this loose moose. Okay. Uh, Anyway, very, very short story, very long. I had a fucking crazy massage where it was, I think it was acupressure and Swedish. And there was a lot of like intense muscle pressure and pain during the massage where like I think had I been able to um, breathe, I would have maybe said stop. (laughs) But it was so great because it really felt like I felt rearranged. And then um, now today I'm sore. But in between having that massage, and we don't know where we are on the fucking timeline because it's a moose, but in between having that massage and sitting down with you to record today, I took fucking mushrooms and they were so available in my body. Like, 
it's a new steeds for me. Like I think when I know that I'm going to take mushrooms, I am going to prepare my body differently with some intense workout slash massage stuff because my body was a psychedelic highway. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, pin, pin in that. Yep. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Great. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And massage and body work uh, getting you to where you want to be to let other things happen. <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, gobble, everyone! Gobble, 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 gobble. Thanksgiving week. Hopefully everyone has something nice prepared for yourself to enjoy. A day off at most, mm-hmm. you know? Put the feet up, smoke that fucking bowl, and yeah. snack away. I don't know why I said it most. I am stoned. Those snazzalos work great. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> they're fucking awesome. Shout out to most snacks. <laughs> um, so you, yes. um, so you got a full body massage. It was so yes. fucking intense. Yes, you got drained. I got drained, and then you took mushrooms. And then, well, yeah, we went to see Mark Rebier at the Greek, and uh, holy guacamole! It was so fantastic. And I had these uh, wonderful mushroom chocolates that I'd gotten at the uh, Oakland Psychedelic Conference, and. Um, looked at the dosage and I was like, mm, I'm just going to make sure that I just take a, a little bit because I have like a bunch of stuff to get up early for tomorrow. And I didn't want to do the whole, I didn't want to take a whole gram. Right. Yeah. One chocolate frog was one gram. was one correct? gram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there are so, four frogs to a box. And then on the back of the box, it has this great little schematic where it's like one frog is like, you know, kind of shiny and two frogs is it and like four frogs is outer space. And I was like, I'm going to have a one a quarter of a one a frog. <laughs> it's going to be my dose. Yeah. That massage had opened me up so much that I am not kidding within about eight minutes of eating that chocolate I felt it so intensely it was fantastic it was truly uh, magical um it was also kind of a lot though because I wasn't quite prepared for it but that's so fucking cool (laughs) it was great so like new year's like new year's eve yes go get a massage during the day Mm -hmm. Get yourself fucking cleaned. Get drained. Out. Get your lymph nodes drained. Ugh. Mike is just gonna throw up right now. Yeah, but yo, if you can, if you <laughs> if you couple that with Molly or mushrooms, then I'm listening again. You're ready. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What an awesome idea, and what a cool experiment to have learned. Because I remember um, that all of a sudden, like I, the way I pictured it is like you ate the chocolate frog head. Yeah. You chewed it up. You swallowed it. You you said out loud, "Oh, that's delicious," and then you went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was a little bit of a I don't want to put myself on blast too much because I did drive us to the Greek because I had thought that I would like eat the you know this chocolate it was like a 20 minute drive and that I wouldn't have sort of feel felt anything by the but like as we sort of pulled up and I parked I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is truly like coursing throughout my body." And then we were laughing about it because I was like, "I'm on mushrooms. I drove us on an empty tank." Um we had like four gallons in the in the tank and you were like, what are you doing? You're like, this is this is crazy. And then as we walked up to the Greek, there was a coyote moment where I said we should cross the street going toward the coyotes because that was where the sidewalk was. Right. And there was just like a whole combination of stuff that I, I think you were like like the Kathy meme, like the act kind of like, what I was she super doing? Ack. She's, uh, yeah. She was like, do you, you were like, you want to go to this concert and take mushrooms? I was like, hell yeah. And then she's like, I'm already on them. We're out of gas. We're going to go towards the coyotes. Follow me. I was like, wait, what? Was it a great night? <laughs> it was an amazing night. It was night. an amazing night. And also everything worked out the way it should have because yes. the gas station was right next to where you parked. Mm-hmm. The coyotes had no interest in us. They're the mushrooms like were fantastic. So it's like everything worked out, but my practical need to um, assess 
and engage and have my list complete to enjoy myself Mm -hmm. was out the fucking window because I was at your mercy. And it was another (laughs) way of like looking at things because it all worked out fantastic. It, I mean, I, yes, it did feel like a bit of a uh, rambunctious adventure to be having like on a Sunday when I definitely knew I had stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're recording this on a Monday. So it, it was, it felt a little wild, but also I was like, everything right now feels, it feels so necessary to just embrace that. Like, wild adventure for me more than ever like I, I normally would have just taken an uber because i don't ever really get altered and drive of operate course. any vehicles i don't i don't drive high i definitely don't you know drive after i've been drinking at all and um but i really did think that like that quarter chocolate frog wouldn't affect me until long after i had parked and then we'd have a few hours at the concert and then i'd be doing great and it, so it was really quite startling to be like on santa monica my 10 and 2 driving style you know and then being like oh the the lights of the dash are quite spectacularly beautiful this evening so was my topic of conversation for the drive there helpful or hurtful it was so helpful oh good okay because you kept me laughing the whole way and i was like if mike weren't making me laugh right now i think i might be having a bit of a a crisis because i don't like to drive when i'm feeling any kind of way at all and all it was was sparkly i didn't feel like nothing was really a problem but i was just so hyper aware of the fact that they they just kicked in way faster than I thought. Right. Yeah. That's awesome because that, I couldn't tell you were high and all I wanted to do was talk about how big celebrities' dicks probably are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it started with They're you wangs. talking about um, Liam Neeson's hog. Huge wang. Well, you said that you knew about it from, I, uh, and then you got it all wrong. And then it was great because I got to correct you because I actually knew whose dick you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Liam Neeson was in the, um, to go back to your massage, I thought that Liam Neeson was in the um, <laughs> naked sauna fight. Eastern in, Promises. In Eastern Promises which I also called Innocent Gardens. Yep. <laughs> I was like, nope, not Liam Neeson. Not Innocent Gardens. Eastern Promises with Viggo Mortensen. Still a big dick. Big hog. <laughs> then we started talking about hog and we were like, where did that come from? Well, that's a shout out to Nick Weiger and the Doughboys podcast. He says hog. So I don't oh. want to like say that like that is my slang that I'm using. Sure. He, he made me laugh so much that I also wanted to use the word hog in relation to a man's penis. It is a lot of fun to say hog. Yeah. What is the like female equivalent of funny word for um genitalia i am nervous to answer that because i think every time i say a slang word you're gonna be like nope absolutely not oh so yeah i am kind of like setting you up to fail big 100 yeah, percent. i'm right. not gonna do that i'm gonna talk about dicks um <laughs> great <laughs> so okay. i so liam neeson has a huge one huge uh, maybe wait, i want to pull do it you up know about his his huge hog i'm gonna pull it up i know that we did see vigo mortensen in eastern promises and it's wagging around and slapping his knees what is a naked fight scene in a sauna I mean, the, truly, the the film, like the PR around that film was really smart because when it came out, that was the scene that everyone talked about. And so everyone wanted to see it. It was very exciting. Oh, well, And then we talked about John Hamm. Right. And the Hamaconda. Which I didn't know it was called Hamaconda. That's very funny. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. He was snapped many times just walking down the street and they were like, wow. <laughs> so porn is back on Tumblr, which oh, is a great thing. Okay. So I'm on Tumblr right now looking That's for like a Liam Neeson's cock. That's like a 2002 saying if i ever heard one porn is back on porn tumblr. is back on tumblr. well it's because like uh twitter you can do anything you can post about weed you can do only fans you can do anything but twitter's a nightmare so um does twitter still exist by the time this comes out what are you what, what are the bats over under all yeah. right you ready to see it yeah oh no i don't want to see a picture of his on pod yeah is it naked yeah i think i'm too shy to see liam neeson yeah okay naked yeah let me see <laughs> Wait, your phone. I don't know how to. I don't have a. I don't have a code on my thing. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! No, 
Okay, that's not true. That's you don't crazy. think that's real? No, that is so photoshopped. Also, I just feel f- dirty now. That's crazy. Oh my god, was that part of the fappening? Okay, here's him from another scene. I'm not gonna. It's look. a movie. Rough I sex can't. scene. I'm too shy. Yeah, see there. That's a normal person. <laughs> The first one was crazy. Okay. Did you look that up on purpose to mess with me? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. It's the worst. And I also think Daniel Craig probably has a big one and Gerard Butler. Okay. Like any of the Bonds in, in Idris Elba, anyone who's over 6'4 and hulking who isn't on steroids or HGH okay. probably has a big dick. You did talk to me about this while I was sparkling in the car last night. and It was helpful to focus on that. Um, and then you explained to me the HGH thing, and I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, you can cycle on and off of all that stuff safely. I mean, anyone who's in a Marvel movie, I would assume, is probably, I, uh, I, I would say, allegedly, without any knowledge of anything, I would think that they were all cycling steroids. Mark is giving a thumbs up, and he works in the biz. That it, like, but, but that it actually affects your... Um, Wang. Your wang. Yeah, your testes shrink, mm-hmm. uh, your dick shrink, which makes your dick look smaller. Um, okay. And then your dick actually does shrink too. You get acne on your back, which is something my old roommate, the bodybuilder, had. He had mm-hmm. acne all over his back, which is the other reason they have to tan so much. Not only so that they're muscles and you can see the striations, okay, but it also makes it so you can't see the acne as well under the lights. Wow. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, you get fat pockets in your tits okay. that you need to get surgically removed. Um, a lot of people, not everyone who does steroids has that, but a lot of people get fat pockets in their pecs where you got to get it lipoed. Just, I, it's what a it's weird, crazy. Wild so world. I have to imagine that a lot of people who do that cycling um, don't have as big of a wang as they deserve to. Okay. <laughs> um, because they're in Marvel movies. Right. Yeah. Um, who who do you think has the biggest schlong in Hollywood? Um. Not Milton Burrow because it's an easy answer. Everyone knew about Uncle Milty walking around in his robe. Same with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. I mean, those things were like 10-inch pipes that you would kill someone and clue with. Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird to say that I just don't think about this kind of thing literally ever? That's more weird than actually having an answer, And I, I have say. no answer because like it would take me too long to come up with an answer to actually be interesting on this podcast. It's so weird to talk <laughs> to a Canadian because like my whole childhood was watching a movie and then Googling like nude blank. So if it was Angelina wow. Jolie or like really anyone, because I also wanted to be like, well, what a good looking guy. I wonder like, you know, you just see dicks and tits and all of it. Right. And like that is such an iconic when... What's the website that came out? Mr. Flesh or something like that? Oh, my God. Where it was like categorizing every single movie and the nudity in it so you could see anyone at any time. And that was like part of the fun. Halle Berry and Swordfish? Yo. Yeah, you paid to see that shit in the theater. You know I paid to see that shit in the theater. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm like, obviously, I'm not a prude, but I just don't ever think about people with their clothes off and that like famous people with their. I don't. Yeah. Like when the fappening happened. I didn't like rush to the internet to look at what I could see. I just don't care. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't think like who has a big hog. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, if you do, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm a Canadian. Like, yeah. I think more than hogs. <laughs> so, shout out to the Doughboys because I'm just never going to stop saying that. It's never going to be not funny. I used to look at vaginas all the time and yeah. just see because you, like at a certain point when you do see porn as a woman and you are just made aware that like there's like a certain type of like the way a pussy should look and like the way that like vaginoplasties have become a thing because like oversized labia or like like you know fat in a funny place or whatever like there's a way that a vagina should look Mm -hmm. i guess is akin to have like everyone should have a big 
quote unquote dick. Mm -hmm. Um, so I looked at those a lot and then I just realized that I didn't care about that either because pussies are amazing in all shapes and sizes. And like, I didn't want to start feeling bad about my body because of porn. And I like being naked and not being worried about what anyone thinks about my body. So I don't know. Like, I guess when I started getting naked on like public beaches was when I really decided that I wasn't going to care about any of it at all, my body or anyone else's body in that way. Yeah. I think. How, what's this? I don't have friends that I trust to get naked with on a beach. Yeah, yeah. So what's the vibe for that kind of a thing? <laughs> I, I would never, one, I would never start it. Mm-hmm. And two, I would look around and be like, I don't trust any of you motherfuckers. Like, yeah, I'm not doing that. It was a very, very good close-knit group of friends and we all vacationed together. And at that point, we had all been vacationing together for three or four times. Like we'd gone to Cabins in the Catskills together and we'd gone to Fire Island together. And I think it was like the second or third time that we had done that on Fire Island together. And we'd all taken mushrooms and it was at night and we were down at the beach. And just this one friend had taken all their clothes off and we looked and we were like, hey, you're naked. And he just said, well, aren't we all? And we were like, oh shit. And so we just, everybody took their clothes off. And that was the beginning of a week where we just kind of never put them back on. Wow. And it was totally, I don't know if we ever even really had a conversation about it. Like, I just remember like the next day we got up and we all had breakfast, like clothes, we like go clothes back to the house. But then when you got back down to the beach, it was like, and that was a part of Fire Island where you could definitely be naked and it wasn't a problem. Like there's a lot of spots at Fire Island where it's very cool to be naked. Yeah. And you can also not be. It's not like a nude beach where if you're wearing something that's also weird. It was just like, do whatever. Right. And so, yeah, the next day it was like we got down to the beach and as we came down in dribs and drabs, some people just started removing all of their clothing again. And it was like, that's how it went. And it was awesome. And I, No wonder I, you weren't on the internet like nudity. You were living no, it. I was, like yeah. you didn't need to <laughs> sit in your room, be like, don't come in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I think, you know, there was like a moment where you just look at everyone, right? You look at you look at everyone and everyone looks at you. And then and and in that moment, hopefully you have no no feeling of shame or judgment. And then that's the transaction. And then you're just like, cool to be you. Um not a very like funny or great. interesting answer. No, it sounds great. I don't care how big your fucking hog is. <laughs> you running for mayor? What the hell? I don't know. All <laughs> hogs. <laughs> Down with all hogs. <laughs> and I would say twat would be my... I was going to say twat, but mm. I thought you might say no to it. That I was like my twat. first thought. I love twat. I think twat's very funny. I also love when the British are like, and they say twat. Mm. Such a twat. And it's just like a wonderfully sort of dismissive. I think snatch is not cool. I don't, I don't like, like snatch. It. Um, I don't know what else. Vagine Mm-mm. to be snobby and stupid. Pussy's number one. Yeah, pussy is sexy though. And yeah, if you're just is. talking about it, and like hog is not sexy. Like if you're saying like dick or cock, like that's like maybe you're dirty talking. I'm never gonna hey, be like, hey, don't pause Whoa. that, you freaks. Don't <laughs> don't start pausing and making cuts of that and looping um, it in your headphones because of what she just said. I know you freaks out there. You're gonna lift that five seconds, make your ringtone. Dick or cock. I but I'm never gonna be like in a romantic situation with a guy and be like. Ooh, that hog feels so good. You know what I mean? Like, it's a funny way to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I would never expect anyone to say to me, like, oh, your twat is so juicy or whatever. Like, you know, if you're talking about my pussy, we're having a different conversation. But twat is funny. Twat's funny. And I love cunt. Uh, but this country is just, you can't say it here. Right. Everyone gets so mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's mean. It's it, mean here. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Twat's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Twat. Hoo-ha? Who ha ha is that uh, comedy network? Oh, okay. So no, right. 
Uh, if I can think of any more, I will. Okay. But as a Thanksgiving episode. Right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just call it a turkey sandwich and be done. <laughs> I'm good with that. Your gobbler. Down with all hogs and turkey sandwiches. Running for mayor. Hell yeah. Can we try these chips real quick? Yes, please. Let's try. Because this is our Thanksgiving app and Mark hooked it up. From Mark, we've got, uh, what are they? They are Thanksgiving stuffing seasoned kettle chips from Trader Joe's. Flavors of the classic holiday stuffing dish, dish in each potato chip. Nice. I'm so excited to see if these. So there's Ooh. a there are uh, roasted chicken chips are one of my favorite flavors that you can get where I'm from in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how these measure up. Give them a smell too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love a kettle chip. I know somebody who we have on that's dropping soon is anti kettle chip, but yep. I fucking love them. Yeah, that was so. I was like, what? Psychotic <laughs> anti kettle chip. Listen, I want to ask you very seriously. Do you smell marjoram on these? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rosemary. Sage. Sage. Thyme. Thyme. Are we going to Scarborough Fair? These are delicious. I can't believe you're not going to laugh at my... I don't get it. Simon and Garfunkel joke. Oh, it's a joke about a band? Oh, my God. I don't know Simon and Garfunkel. You expect me to know all your weird hip-hop references, and you don't know, like, the oldest... Are we, are we going to Scarborough Fair, Mark? Thank you. Yeah, I got a head nod from Mark. <laughs> Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Look, I knew you were born... Going to Scarborough Fair. Jesus Christ. You're playing me Lil Yachty and you're like, oh, you haven't heard this yet? <laughs> I try to make one Simon and Garfunkel joke on this fucking podcast and you look at me like I have 10 heads. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, these chips are great. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, is that the name of the song, Scarborough Fair? Oh, moving on. Okay. I wasn't to learn something. Sorry. <laughs> Attack me. Yeah, these are great. Um, you can also, do you taste like turkey broth in them? Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of they do kind of taste back like, in turkey? Yeah, they do taste a little bit like the roasted chicken chips. And I think it is that it's it's the seasoning. It's like poultry seasoning, basically. Yeah. I don't taste the meat too much. It doesn't look like they've actually at the very end of it, I, mm-hmm. I get like turkey stock flavoring. Yep. Which is actually really nice in a savory chip. It is nice. Yeah. These are good. I'm a fan. Yeah. Make right them all on. year round. Good job. What's your favorite Thanksgiving flavor? Because mm-hmm. I think like it, everybody talks about turkey, stuffing, dish, but like as a flavor, do you have a favorite flavor for Thanksgiving that makes you makes your cockles warm? My cockles. Can that be dual gender? Yeah. Oh, cockles. I think cockles are heart, so it would be any. any oh, I all, thought it was your genders. bits and pieces. No. Oh, the cockles. Yeah. That warms your <laughs> I thought it was like your loins. No, really? Yeah, for sure. I've been saying cockles my whole life thinking loins. Really? Yes. I think it's the cockles of your heart, meaning like the, the chambers of your heart. It warms your... <laughs> like it warms your heart is what you're saying. Because you're I've warms called my, my doctor and I've been like, yo, I got a problem with my cockles. Your cockles? Yeah. <laughs> cockles are feeling a little weird. And he, he walks in, he's like, why are your pants off? And I'm like, cockles. I, I need my cockles trained. <laughs> I had no idea. Cockles are two things. The cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh. Going to fit another song reference in here. Maybe you've heard that one. Mm-mm. Sweet Molly Malone. No. Okay. Well, it's an old traditional Irish song. She sings cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh, while she sells her seafood wares. And so cockles are like a bivalve shellfish that you could eat. They are also the chambers of your heart that get warm when you feel good about something. Not your dick. <laughs> 
<laughs> we should call this episode cockles. Yeah, it's stuffing. <laughs> cockles and stuffing, a loose moose <laughs> with weed and grub for Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, everybody. This is truly what we love to do. Yeah, it is. Ah. Um, like, this is my favorite flavor. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a rosemary fan. I would say at all. Like it, I need it to be used as sparingly as anything else because it's so overpowering. I really don't like it. Well, and like in high doses, it's antiseptic. Oh, you know, like really? you get those rosemary sprays to clean your counter with and stuff. Yeah, it's because it's like lemon. It's like in high doses. It's like no wonder because mm-hmm. it is. It's so astringent and powerful. Yeah. Um, but in stuffing, I can manage with it. Okay. What I love the most, honestly, I love thyme. Mm-hmm. I love thyme so much. And I feel like I forget all about it except for in Thanksgiving. And then I'm stuffing it in the bird. I'm putting it in my stuffing. Like mm-hmm. time is such an unsung hero of the herb world. And I wish I wish I was more on board with it year round because of how great it is. You would drop a time NFT if you were like out there like repping the herbs. Yes. You'd be like time NFT. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, it, it's it's losing money. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, hearing you talk about like all of the different like aromatics that you like at Thanksgiving makes me think it's one of the only times that I appreciate cinnamon. I do not like cinnamon. I think it's again overpowering and like over fucking um what's the word when overplayed? No, overhyped when something gets too much attention for overhyped, sure. Yeah, it's no, there's another word. My don't my stoned brain won't remember it, but yeah, like it's just in too many things and it's usually too much of it. But at Thanksgiving, like a little dusting in like a, an allspice too, in like nogs or pies or like a cranberry sauce with a little bit of, you know, those kind of spices. Absolutely. I'm I've actually never had a homemade nog and I know you have a good recipe. Does it involve cinnamon? Um, no, nutmeg. Nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Okay. No but I, maybe we could do a little microplane of cinnamon over the top of a cup or two of it. Yeah, we could see. Okay. I'd be down to try. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's warm spice season. I mean, mm-hmm. it's raining outside as we're recording this. Welcome home, warm spices. Uh, this is what you're used for. Thank God. It's also ramen season, and I am so grateful. Yeah. I had ramen twice yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had a double ramen Sunday? I'm so ashamed. It was a perfect Sunday, though. Truly, I had like self-care Sunday with a spa appointment and... That wild massage, and I had ra- I had ramen at the spa. How before or after the massage? Um, after. Oh, how did that feel in your insides after getting stepped on by a s- small Chinese woman to the point of you wanting to quit? Uh, I I don't know. Yes, it was my body was a um, super like a psychedelic highway for for the mushrooms. It was also a highway for the the goodness of that ramen to spread to all of my fingers and toes and bones. Mm. It was great. That's awesome. Uh, also, I think she was probably Korean. The Korean spot that woman? I went to is Korean. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it was fucking great. Yeah. And then uh, double ramen. Uh, double ramen. <laughs> it was your fault, yeah. Mike. I timed it right. It was crazy. I we timed finished, it right. We finished at the... I mean, Mark Rebier also. I've got to just talk about that show for a minute. I had no... I kind of knew because I bought tickets for us to go and was like, Mike, randomly, will you go to a show with me at the Greek on a Sunday night in November? May I okay. add to thought it? thought it was going to be cool, but... We were going to see him at Outside Lands when I was performing. That's right. This time last year at Outside Lands, I was headlining the comedy stage, and that night was going to be Mark Ribier, mm-hmm. Um and we both took Molly, and I was rolling really hard, and I was really proud of my set, and I was just filled with joy, looking at my VIP wristband, just <laughs> feeling like I'm doing it, my career is happening, and uh, Mark had an emergency, 
And so Reggie Watts came and filled in for him. And it was one of the best fucking shows I've ever seen in my goddamn life. He did an extended bit about ketamine that was so funny and fascinating and as always like musically incredible and we danced our asses off it was great and so to come full circle a year to almost the Mm -hmm. day to see him at the greek to see mark at the greek was fucking amazing it was so oh god it was such a great show he was so radiant and funny and weird and cool and like all of it was improvised and so like weird shit kept happening and oh it was just fantastic like under a basically full moon and everyone was in costume and bathrobes and like the whole vibe of the show was fantastic highly recommend going to see him he said he's not touring next year he's like i'm gonna go back in the studio and do weird shit and that was his last show and he was like fucking peace out but next time he's on the road i will run to see him again and it was yeah it was just like a perfect night if you're not familiar with him oh um because i do feel like he's He's well, on the blow up. His opening act wasn't familiar with him, weirdly. It was such a problem. It was great. What, right when we arrived at the Greek, Hannibal Burris was on stage doing performing as a rapper now. Um, I can't remember. What's his rap name? Isu something. And he's fucking awesome. And he had the whole crowd going. And then he left the stage. And then the opener came on. And I don't even remember their name because I wasn't familiar with them. But they were like... What's up? We're here opening for Mark. What's his name? We what's his last name again? And uh and then they proceeded to do kind of a long, quiet, sort of weird set just for themselves. And then I think they got kicked off because they left like the lights got turned off on them. Yeah, but and they were still rapping in the dark yeah. with no backing, saying, Well, we're still gonna finish. Yeah. And everyone is kind of flowing with it, it kind of weird. not just because people are nice. That was an, that was the point where I went and just got some truffle fries. <laughs> It's like, okay, I'm going to wait for Mark. This so, is a little bit of Mark. This might be what you have heard. Yeah. Um, Just to give context. Are you going to play it through your phone? Yep. Or we could just drop a clip in maybe. Why are you against it? Because it's taking too long and it sounds bad. Mark is waving his finger no. Okay. We'll drop a clip in. Oh, copyright. Oh. Yeah, don't play his music on here. Look him up. M-A-R-C-R-E-B-I-L-L-E-T. If you don't know him, he's like kind of everywhere right now, like making stuff up with a looper, being very funny and cool in a bathrobe in his house. Mm-hmm. And he also got a bra thrown on stage that he put on. He also got a clit shirt thrown on stage that he threw out and he mm-hmm. had fake boobs thrown at him. Like it, it, anything went and then he's popping champagne and crowd surfing. Yeah. It is freedom at its best. It was Perfect. Yeah. And uh, the walk back to the car, everything, all the twinkles had worn off, and I went and got gas. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a flex. <laughs> and then I drove us back to our hood. Just as uh, I pulled up, there was a, dry, a delivery driver, and I was like, oh, who's this for? And uh, it was for us because... I low-key had ordered ramen through Postmates from the theater Ugh. to time it out. Hopefully, by the time you got back to your place, there would be ramen. And he pulled up as we both walked there, and the guy handed me ramen, and I couldn't be more proud of my it was time. A real flex. It was perfect. Like to uh, have had ramen twice in the day. I imagine that you didn't know that I had had ramen earlier. Had I told you? No, I just opened up Postmates, knew I was starving because I was tripping, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need food to calm this down a little bit, and um, and I didn't want to smoke any more weed, and so I was like, okay, what do I do to reset so I can like get some sleep tonight? And um, the first thing I saw was Tatsu in Postmates, mm. and I was like, say fucking less. It's the best ramen I can think of in the city that is still open, and it's really good ramen. So I like grabbed the old school one, which is traditional, and then I grabbed a bold and spicy, which is, um, I would say, like 
not too spicy, but deeply satisfying. Yeah, and it had that beautiful soft boiled egg in it that like bursts open. I mean, you know, if you've had ramen, you know. No. I don't need to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> this is your weighing situation. This, this is, is what my, this, this is, is what you'll describe. Corner right <laughs> oh, we didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that could be our cream corner is that fucking Tatsu midnight Tatsu ramen and uh chicken shashu rice. Yeah. As uh, as dessert basically. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I well, it's because I am like truly. This is hibernation time. Like I, I don't want to do anything but sleep, mm-hmm. eat, mm-hmm. smoke weed, mm-hmm. binge TV shows and movies. Okay, let's like, talk about that. Ah, uh, we are in movie heaven for me right now. Oh, October, November, December, movie fucking heaven. Let's There's this hear is more. the time everything good comes out. Knives Out is coming out. Okay, like everything in the theater looks fantastic. Like because there's that dry spell after summer where it's just like eh, September, there's no good movies out. August, you know, few and far between. Holidays, family, something for everyone. I'm so fucking stoked. All I want to do is smoke weed, watch movies, and eat food, and like lay on my bed doing that. I, what oh. I need is really, I need to order a shitload of Postmates mm-hmm. and just surround my bed in it like I'm an altar to myself. Yeah. And then I'm spread out like a pentagram. I was just going to say a <laughs> pentagram of like takeout. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. And just like go to town. And then you can watch some of that. Um, hopefully the other episodes are better of the Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro Cabinet of Curiosities. No, I've seen the first three and then the seventh, and I'm oh. not a fan of any of them. I don't think it's a good show. I was so disappointed. Yeah, it's not a good show. And um, I was going to bring it up know. because I watched it with you and we were talking about the um, earlier when you were like, I don't like things going in things and I don't like things coming out of things. There was a point in that where something started happening and you were like, I just don't like that. And oh. it was like after 30 minutes of nothing happening. It was a very strange episode. Yeah, I don't like. Um, OK, so I have to go backwards to go forwards for this. <laughs> um, I was actually talking to my therapist about it. Oh, that's so crazy. So about things going in and out? Yeah. I was talking to Peter about things going in and out because um he had said something and it made me cringe and he's like, You don't like that? And I was like, No, I don't like little holes. I don't like um and I think that it goes back to when we used to have an acorn tree all up and down our street when we would walk to and from school and you would step on the acorns just to crush something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to crush something as yeah. a little kid so fun and then you open it up and you kind of taste it and it's real bitter and you're like oh gross and you just crush acorns one time i crushed one but when i opened it up there was a little fucking maggot larva in the acorn and i fucking flipped out i went flush i screamed it shook me because it was so gross and it was just this little tiny squiggly white gooey fucking maggot in the acorn that i didn't expect and ever since then i think that is like a deep core memory of why I don't like things going in and things coming out. Right. Yeah. I remember uh, there was we had a, a cob of corn experience where there was a grub in it when we were cooking together one time, Whoa. too. And you were like, shook. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I think I walked out of the room. I was like, oh, I can't deal with this. Yeah, I think you ran into the backyard and threw up and screamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Th- oh, it was so gross. That's so gross. Yeah, I had to pin you down with a blanket and sit on you. Yeah, you're like, it'll be saying, okay. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> but what, I wonder if there's anything to some kind of past life experience for you, to, because you remember like your first experience with that maggot in the acorn being immediately phobic yes. and horrifying. Yes. And I also have had a dream a couple of times, especially in my calf, the outside. Mm. Not the back calf muscle, the front one next to the bone. Oh, okay. You know that like tinier, yeah, that tinier one that's like next to the shin bone and under the knee. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you lift your leg up, it's your toes to up. the ankle bone? Yeah. Under that the muscle, bone. I've had recurring dreams of it, me push, putting my hand into that bone where there's a hole and pulling out strings and strands of maggots and bugs Whoa. and not being able to get rid of them. And I can see inside my leg and I am pulling, 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 pulling um, things out of it. White stringy buggy tissuey stuff and i just can't get rid of it and i'm panicking and there's more and more in there and i can just see the whole thing this is 100 past life shit for real for real i mean i don't know how much i truly believe in it but then sometimes i'm like yeah that's got to be you know recurring dreams and immediate phobia just to me indicates that there's just something bigger there's something more to it wow because it's so specific yeah that it means that there was some encounter maybe in some other plane of existence where you had like a, you know, crazy maggot infection. Like maybe you were a Civil War soldier who got their leg blown off and, you know, then you got gangrene and you had to watch your leg get eaten by maggots or something insanely horrifying. Yeah, like I got a bullet wound in my shin. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's it, that 100 percent sounds that reasonable true to, to you? me. Yeah, it does feel true, actually, because um, everything you're saying makes me feel like because I do believe in past lives and future lives. Mm-hmm. So the idea that I saw a maggot when I was really young um, you is certainly scared. a loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I 100% think I could have got shot in the leg or some shit. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it just, I believe that stuff. Like, uh, we have a friend who, I, I'll leave them nameless, but they have like a crazy neck injury and fucked up neck shit. And they've spoken to several different people, energy workers and so on, who've said that it's due to uh, them having been decapitated in a previous life. And this wasn't coming from just one person. It's like, yeah, you have that that crazy injury that you deal with in this. Like, it's it's connected to other stuff. Generational trauma shit, huh? Not generational, because it's like- Past this life wasn't, trauma. Yeah. Past life something trauma. that you've received from some other- Whoa. Do you have realm. anything like that? Yeah. Totally. I have a crazy uh, thing about my eyes. Like, I have- I won't um, get anything near my eyes ever anywhere, because, like, I have a- I have terrible fear of impaling my eye on like a stick or a knife or something. And I don't know what that's about at all, but it's a true like. So horror movies where they do that close up profile shot Mm-mm. of something going towards. Nope. Can't even talk about it. I, I did see a Chien de Lou because I had to, which is that famous Buñuel, you know, the eye with the razor blade. Yeah, I think uh, we had to see that in film school. Yeah, we had like you had to Required when you were in school. Viewing, totally. like, you got to look. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have that stuff and I have te- like uh, teeth smashing stuff. I mean, you know, some of this also is just like being alive and walking around and hazards in the world and being scared of them. But that eye thing feels fundamentally connected to like a different life. Wow. I think I got stabbed in the eye. Well, if you have any injuries that are from past <laughs> lives, email us at wg at com. We'd love to hear them and share them on the air. Yeah, and DM us pictures of your like weird maggot wounds if you have them. <laughs> oh, what a great news. Thanksgiving episode. Does everyone want to go sit down and have dinner now? So far, we've eaten <laughs> chips. <laughs> oh, Mark, I love Mark so much. He's just giving us like a super side eye. Um, let's do the Grubla Gazette because okay. I do actually have a news story, believe it or not, for this loose moose. Awesome. The Grubla Gazette is brought to you by Quinn. Actually, it's presented by Sweet Life by Quinn. Sweet Life is an alt cannabis brand that explores cannabinoids found in hemp like Delta 9, Delta 8, and HHC, HHC which stands for hemp, hemp, Cannabis. Um, <laughs> Sweet Life offers so much of what you love about cannabis, and all the products are farm bill compliant, which means you can buy them legally in all 50 states. I'm going to stop on the ad right there and just say, like, yo, 
Quinn is great. We are moving forward. By the time this is dropped, we will see what has happened in the midterms when it comes to cannabis. If you live in a place that's legal or you live in a place that's not illegal, but you want to try something like Delta 8, Delta 9, go to Quinn, get their cookies, get their vapes. It's delicious. I fuck with it. It's really good. Go to myquin.com and use code weed and grub for 30% off. Weed and grub. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks, Quinn. Uh, and our news story for the Grubly Gazette this week is just coming from Twitter, where there was this very interesting thing that happened at the um, Wonderland Miami psychedelics conference did you hear about that conference that by the time this drops it will have been a few weeks ago okay but uh there was a psychedelics conference called wonderland miami that was a whole big deal and everyone in the psychedelics world was going and like you know putting it on their ig story and twitter that they were there and stuff and then this one popped up that said that all of these people had been banned from the conference and they were largely journalists and uh, it was the whole team at Symposia, which is P-S-Y-M-P-O-S-I-A, and that's uh, an investigative podcast from New York Magazine. And there was an also a, a woman named Lily K. Rose, who was part of the Cover Story podcast for New York Mag, and she had put um, maps on blast and the psychedelic community on blast in that podcast because she had had her own experience where... Um, she basically had a bad experience in the psychedelic community and she was talking about that. So then she tried to go to this or she didn't even try to go to this conference. She just found out she'd been banned from attending because she was putting some of the people who were involved with the conference, you know, holding them accountable for some right. for some stuff. And it was a crazy picture. So they tweeted this, the run of show Wonderland. And it says banned from all of our events. No entry allowed. Double negative under no circumstances. But anyways, all these like headshots of people who are not allowed into the conference. Because they're journalists? Because they're journalists and or, you know, enemies of the people who were running the show. And it's so wild because two of them were actually formerly involved with the backers of the conference. So, I mean, according to Twitter. And so, you know, I'm just I'm reading this from at head twitch memes on Twitter. But, you know, Twitter got all up in arms about it. And all the cannabis and psychedelics journalists were saying, like, hey, what the fuck? You're disinviting press from your event because you don't want people to come and see what you're doing or like what's going on with this. And it just feels very um slippery slopey to me you know as someone who c covers that world like would I be disinvited if I wrote something that you didn't agree with and I've certainly had run-ins with people in the industry that I've covered and they haven't agreed with what I've written and it's it's been difficult but it's never a conversation where they're like you're not allowed at the event that I'm throwing right you know right like of all of the like I worked weed events with high times for so many years I think I went to over 30 cannabis cups and there were plenty of people who would show up at those cups who were not necessarily friends of the people throwing the event like certainly they had their bones to pick with high times but I don't recall ever saying you can't come in you're not allowed to be here simply because you disagree with us or, or you hold us accountable for something I mean us speaking like I am high times but you know what I mean like yeah it's just fucked up but it's their prerogative like okay like uh, just to play devil's advocate <laughs> sure mike just to play just to be keanu reeves i think he's in devil's advocate isn't he uh yeah him and pacino was that called devil's advocate yeah we got a thumbs yeah up. just Thanks, to Mark. play keanu reeves okay um one of my favorite actors of all time mm -hmm. he's great like you're just not allowed that's like we're gonna i'm gonna throw a fucking party and you're not invited to my party like i don't see that as like you know you're definitely not gonna grow as fast or do as good and i have questions about why but also it's your prerogative like you know if it's you're your not prerogative if you want to be an asshole dick gatekeeper fuckface to keep people out of your event that you're saying is about inclusivity and moving the industry forward sure 
Well said. Okay. And Keanu Reeves explodes into dust. No, truly. Like, what is... I just... It's really problematic when you say that you're going to just stop people. I mean, this is the whole thing. Do you thing, think it's because but... legacy stuff's going down? No. So it's a lot that's of... exactly what I think is not going down. I think they're shutting out the legacy community as they bring this online with corporate culture. And this is a bunch of people who, I mean, I, don't, I haven't looked too closely at the people who are running the show, but I definitely saw people like uh, Oakland Hyphae. Yeah. You know, oh, I did see that. So this is what this, Reggie was yes. Instagram storying about. He's like, you know, okay. I don't push it on blast. I don't really call things out, but this must be said. This is not okay. These people who are, you know, creating what they say is this like new sort of like forum for conversation about the psychedelics community are specifically excluding some of the people who are building the movement on the ground. Yes. So it's just, I think it's dangerous and it's, it's messy and we should keep an eye on it uh, just in general, like everyone in the in the you know space and in the industry and also people who just have podcasts to talk about it like us like what are you doing yeah. why are you banning these people what do you think they're actually going to do what's so scary about them i guess the other side of it though is the jonathan gold route of journalism which is he he just wouldn't write if he went to your restaurant and he didn't feel it he would just not write about it right but he's writing about food not about drugs and i think the point of some of these people is that these substances can actually be handled in the wrong way by the wrong people and they're trying to hold those people accountable because it's an unregulated industry that some of them are like saying, you know, like, let's let's all work together to make this a regulated and safe space. And like, for instance, Lily K. Ross, who I don't know that much about at all, but I did listen to the podcast that she made with New York Magazine. She was like, I had my own issue with this inside the psychedelic community. And I was told that I needed to shut up and go away because I wasn't forwarding the movement with what I was saying, which were, you know, I, I had problems with it. And she's she's being told now that she's not allowed in this conference. She was she says in in her tweet she was like I didn't even know I was banned until I got a picture of this. But right. like, what but is I guess this about? the slippery slope of that too is like. <sighs> I don't know why you're arguing that they should be able to say people can't come. Well, because I think it's more interesting to like argue about it and dig in a bit. Because right. I think it's one thing to be like, yeah, that's fucked up. Sure. But that's not interesting, and also I don't think there's anywhere to go from there. Sure. So I'd much rather like play play the opposite side of it and say things like, you know, when it comes to new media, clicks rule and clicks reign supreme. And a lot more people click on here's something bad that happened at this place than like everything was really cool. Like it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like good things move the needle as much as bad things. Unfortunately. Right. And so when I think about journalism, I think about truth. But I also think about if you're not a fact-based journalist and you're just there to cover something and give your opinion you might be of the mind to write about the bad things as well which will hopefully put you more on the scene as a journalist and i think there's like a dangerous thing of that where everyone is vying for space and everyone is vying for the same platforms and it's like if you can combine the good and the bad but really people are going to focus on the bad you, your profile will raise Sure. I'm sure they told themselves something like that when they came up with this list. I'm sure that they had like very good lofty reasons where they were like, we just want to promote positivity and we don't want any haters talking about anything that we're doing here because this is important work. I'm sure they told themselves something like that. When, when you look at like the full scope of the story and with people like Reggie, 
Harris, who, you know, is like a leader in the psychedelics community, putting them on blast and saying, this isn't okay. I'm just going to listen to those people saying like, this is covering up some shady dealings that are going to be good for business and profit for a lot of the wealthy people who are backing this conference and not good for the conversation that would benefit the community and definitely not good for anyone who's just trying to say like, hey, also, here's my bad experience that should be considered when you are regulating some of this space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess I guess my big difference is like the difference between a hit piece and reporting. And those sure. are two very different things. Well, they banned journalists. Yeah. From New York Magazine. Yeah. They don't do hit pieces. <laughs> I would assume. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. Right. I, you, you're a subscriber. I'm not. I just read the New food York section. Mag- hit me up and I'll write a hit piece for you on whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for hire. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me take the side that I don't actually agree with, but at least to explore like what the pushback could be and why that is also kind of short-sighted small thinking yeah i just think once you start banning people from you know unless they're banned because they're like uh who's that fucking dude david ickies do you know who that is, is it pronounced ickies i want to say ickies or ickus because it's is just... he the thought leader in the like david ike are we talking about that guy the guy who's just banned from like all of europe for his hate speech basically oh i don't know anything about that yeah. person anyway i think there's you know sometimes bans i i'm not against because you're like just don't give that person a platform to talk about hateful shit but when you're you know, in this case, I think it's a little, um, yeah, problematic. Yeah. Because it would be like, you know, if any cannabis company was just like, you you know, you can't come here unless you're on board with all of the, you know, ways that we're regulating the space. Like part of the way that the cannabis industry is growing is that people are showing up and being like, you got this so fucking wrong and you suck so fucking hard and you're fucking hurting people with your shit policies. Can we update this? And then they have to listen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, and then we update and hopefully grow together. Yeah, maybe it's an approach thing for me. I think that's what yeah. bothers me the most. Okay. I think like um I'm I'm going to leave all journalists' names out of this, but mm-hmm. I do read as much as I can in in our fucking space and I don't always love I love the information and I love what the story is actually getting to the heart of, mm-hmm. but I think the approach is gotcha e kind of snarky nonsense and I'm like oh. damn the facts are in here but your POV and approach on how you're writing this is a fucking bummer man because it's making me not want to read it I'll tell you what that is such a good point I so I learned like to write about cannabis starting out at high times and it was a very like obviously 100% pro cannabis viewpoint at all times and when you're writing from that place Especially like I, because I was pretty steeped in it for a long time. I definitely found that some of my writing started sounding pretty sanctimonious. Mm. And then when I had to sort of like pull back and look at the way that um, everything was sort of um, evolving in the industry, and realized that there was a lot of stuff that we I needed to talk about in a different way. And I like I learned to write in a different way. And I'm I'm so in agreement with you that like, but it's sometimes you just have to lean so hard into something because, you know weed wouldn't have been made legal unless people were fucking sanctimonious and 100% pro pot all the time about it. Yeah. You know, you and had there's to be. way more benefits for me than we there had are. To be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, approach sometimes for me is like, mm, I think, I think there was right. a better way to say this. Right. Yeah. Okay. This is a real moose. Yeah, I, I love it. from fat hogs to 
we haven't serious we about barely me. talked about Thanksgiving. We're like, time's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. Yeah. What else? Um. Well, I wanted to try these because we got a beautiful gift oh. from a friend. Thinking of Thanksgiving and friendship. We must. I'm so excited to try these. So they are Happy Chance edibles. Wait, will you read the card? Yeah. Hang on. We're both leaning like total lunatics. Yeah, we we didn't want to stand. That's how high. You know when you get so high you don't want to stand. <laughs> I just <laughs> slither off the couch over to the kitchen to get a snack. Check out these babies. So Happy Chance edibles are a new line of edibles and they are um no added flavors nothing from concentrates sustainable sourcing uh made from organic upcycled fruits and vegetables which i love and then they're made with solventless rosin and they've got a fast activation time so it's kind of everything i love and the flavors they've got strawberry turmeric mango lime and blueberry cinnamon um, and they're also a woman founded and woman led brand and our little yeah. note from the founder Catherine says um Kudos to you two for building an incredible platform with Weed and Grub. We hope you enjoy our Happy Chance Fruit Bites, a healthy alternative to the modern day gummy made with whole foods, natural sugars, and solventless rosin. Heck yes. And also shout out to Mohop for the one who yeah, connected all this. for the connect. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to try... I'm going to go for the strawberry turmeric. Cool. Well, well, I'm going to try blueberry cinnamon because you said you are, an, you are not a... You're a cinnamon... Uh, not a cinnamon fan? I'm a... Yeah. Around Thanksgiving, I can be a cinnamon baby. So... Um, I'm also only going to take a tiny square. Also, this isn't an ad. Like you sent these to us, and we haven't tried them oh, yet. Yeah. So we're going to try them now and give our honest journalistic opinion. Yeah. Before we're banned from the internet. We love <laughs> we love getting cool things to try on the pod from friends. It's oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Mm, you know, that's the perfect consistency for me. This is the shit. This really? is a good. This isn't even a gummy to me, mm -mm. as much as it is like a delicious fruit bar. It's exactly like, yeah, it's kind of like, um, oh, what are those? Um, Lara bars. Yes. Yes. Fuck yes. It's like a weed Lara bar. Wow. You just got me excited about Lara bars. Here's a, <laughs> hey, if you want to try Happy Chance, it gets you excited about fucking Lara bars. Mm, this is perfect for a hike. Here, try the blueberry cinnamon. Um, That's the strawberry turmeric. Okay. And can Archie have some? No. Okay. <laughs> Archie's addicted to pup cups now. I like the blueberry cinnamon more. Um, that the blueberry is really potent. You know, like the concentrated flavor. Yeah. That's lovely. All right. Hell I'm going to yes. save these for Thank later. Thank you so, so I can... much. Thank you. Oh, next up, mango lime. I, as a fan of both, I can't wait to try that as well. Thank you, Catherine. Mm. Happy chance. Look in your local dispensary if you're in California for a happy chance edible bite yeah treat not yourself a, well. literally not an ad <laughs> not an ad at all but i also like that you're you're more of a turmeric fan and i'm more of a cinnamon fan in this case so That's there's right. something for everyone oh yeah. that feels good friends that feels great hell yeah um what else um well we're getting to that time where we should probably wrap and get it okay i don't know what happened to my phone um you're for, sitting on it thank you it's under your hog mike <laughs> <laughs> well then i weren't i should be able to see it then pretty easily oh my god <laughs> I can't believe that I set you up to go there. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who do you have for your uh, butt of the week? My butt week? of the week this week. Yeah. Um, it's actually on Facebook and it's actually two. Oh, nice. Is that legal? Yes. Okay. My buds of the week this week are my friend Jess and my friend Rodney from Louisville, Kentucky, because the TV show I was on is dropping on 11 8. So when this comes out two weeks ago, uh, I was on a show called relative justice in, dun, dun. Dun, dun, in louisville kentucky thanks to my friend jess who's a producer and rodney 
who um, I'm related to, and we got into a lawsuit over Sasquatch hunting, and it was so fucking fun, and we fought on camera, and it's dropping um, all over the place. It's on CW, so if you have CW and you want to watch me on Relative Justice with Rodney and Jess, check it out. You're on CW? Yeah. I'm so starry-eyed all of a sudden. (laughs) Your face is on CW? I'm on CW. The and I can finally drop the pictures from it. I've been sitting on these things for fucking what months. Is, what does CW stand for? Um, I don't know. Come mm. with it. Yeah, CW. Yeah. But CW is like where all the isn't it like where Riverside is and stuff? Like yeah. what all the kids watch? Yeah, yeah. And this is an afternoon fun court show, like akin to Judge Judy or any of the others. Wow. It was really cool. It was really fun. We played pinball. We went Sasquatch hunting. It was the shit. Relative so, justice. Yeah. Shout out Rodney Adams. Shout out Jess. Shout out their Facebooks that are in the bio. And um, maybe I can find a link to Relative Justice on YouTube or something to put it on our show notes. But if not, uh, I'm on there. Fun. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Congratulations. Thank you. And shout out those guys. Yeah. Um, My butt of the week this week is Annie Gallo at Annie G. That's me on IG. And Annie, um, we've, we've never met in real life, but we've been friends through social media for a while because Annie's an amazing photographer who lives out in D.C. and was taking like cool bud shots and a bunch of product shots and now has moved into being a producer for um, Channel 8 News. Like went from doing a bunch of cool stuff in the cannabis world to like kind of quietly not doing that so more because Annie is working for Channel 8 News as a fucking producer. And I just think wow. that's such a cool move to become a news channel producer and like be out in the field. And so congrats, Annie, on the fucking amazing job and uh, just being cool in general. I mean, some of her, if you want to follow her on Instagram, her concert picks are fucking crazy amazing. She has like, yeah, some great ones of a recent Wiz show. She's just a cool IG friend. That's it. Shout out Annie. Shout out you too, Mary Jane. Oh. As my Thanksgiving bud. Oh. You know, I love Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Spanksgiving, <laughs> as it were. And uh, and yeah, I know we didn't really talk about it at all, but it is truly one of my favorite holidays. Like, yeah. oh man, I need an official leftover. Right? Shouldn't there be Thanksgiving and then there should be like official National Leftovers Day? I know it's oh, unwritten, but like yeah. I'd like it on the calendar. Yeah, better than Black Friday. Come on. Come right? on. Yeah. Leftover Friday. <laughs> we'll work on it. Okay. Yeah, we'll we should. <laughs> also, this will be coming out on what is Green Wednesday, largely in any place that has legal weed, especially. And maybe if you're not in a place with legal weed, you're person will still hook you up yeah Uh, lots of deals at dispensaries and stuff it's like you know the anti-black friday go stock up to deal with the relatives absolutely and use that quinn 30 percent off code weed and grub that's right um i forgot about green wednesday yeah oh man man i love these years halloween day after Mm -hmm. half off candy thanksgiving day after half off weed come on now it's the only way to do it it is just those shop shop shopping um well, shout out to you, Mike, for being my Thanksgiving bud. I hope that you'll eat some fucking pie with me. Yes. Well, here's the thing. And I'm just going to tell you the menu. Okay. Um, I think I'm leaning towards roast chicken over turkey. Okay. Just because it's juicier. It's better. So much better. So much better. Always. Um, Stuffing in the bird. Okay. 
uh, which makes me nervous, but it's really the best way to go. Yeah. So if you're going to die, die you're, eating you're something delicious. Die. You know fine. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want like a key lime or a lemon pie. Mm. I'm not a huge pumpkin pie fan, but I love a key lime or a lemon. Mer- with Meyer lemon, maybe? Like a Meyer lemon pie. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or even a lemon bar. I make a good lemon bar. Oh, yeah. Will you put some LSD in there? I'll put some LSD in there. Great. Yeah. And then you can read my Funny or Die article about how to make lemon bars while on LSD. Very funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> well, we'll put a link in the show notes. I read it before I met you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was like, I like this guy. I want to know him. Oh, fuck. Yep. Cool. That's fucking fun. Yep. Um, and then also, I I don't have a good green bean recipe, but I am excited. You don't need one. It's on the it's on the soup can. Great. It's a can of mushroom soup and some green beans, and use some snazzlos instead of the, uh, you know, onions. But oh, or just get a can of those onions. Ooh, I love it. And I'm also looking for a new mashed potato recipe. I always do like a roasted garlic time situation mm-hmm. but i i want to expand my horizons on my mashed potato game how about some scalloped potatoes <laughs> what does that mean scallop bless you thank you scallop- Wait, one more okay oh. <laughs> scalloped potatoes are um very very thinly sliced like have you ever had potato i think it's called dauphinois like it's very thin. Are those? Well, is that the crispy? Like a bunch of thin crispies on top of each other? No, maybe okay, Dauphinois then I don't think is. I've had it. I might be saying all the wrong words. Everything's kicking in. They're very thinly sliced and cooked in like butter and milk, and so they're soft, but it, the the shape of the round potato is still intact. So they look like thinly sliced, sort of like they're scalloped. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, that sounds absolutely delicious. How's mm-hmm. the leftover on a scalloped potato? Delicious. It is okay. It'll still hold. It's, it's... casserole-y, like you can cut into it, kind of like a lasagna. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Cause like a a corner piece of potato mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving is exactly uh, what I want. And a hot turkey sandwich, open-faced, extra gravy. Yes. Extra cranberry. What's the bread on that? Um, Probably a rye. Yeah. Like, like a, a nice rye that stands up to like all the the heat. Absolutely. I would say, you know, any of the white breads, but you kind of need a bit of a, like a rye or even a pumpernickel in there to stand up to like the, yeah, the juice and the hotness. Yeah. I really think the only time white bread is appropriate is for like a some kind of chicken situation, like a tender or something yeah. spicy because it absorbs. White bread is known for its sopping up, not for yes. its like firmability. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like all white things. Sopping. Known for sucking up other shit. <laughs> That's the out. Listen, no, I gotta say what my dessert is real quick because oh, I yeah. want people to try it. If you haven't, cut an apricot, a bunch of apricots in half, and roast them. And you just take a little bit of brown sugar, and make it like a brown sugar. Um, like you can actually, how do you do it? You roast the apricot, you put them, um, like with the hollow side up, the pit side up, and then you put a dollop of butter in there and some brown sugar, like you would if you're roasting a squash, and then sprinkle cardamom on it. And then you get some creme fraiche. And once those are roasted up, you just serve them with a little dollop of creme fraiche and a little drab of or drib of a drop of vanilla. Real good. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds so good. Better than pie. Better than fucking pie. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can see it in the bowl with all the apricot juices kind of pooling it's around so it for nice. the end. And it weirdly, like it is so sweet and luscious and it really does feel like a dessert, but it also doesn't like kill you at the end of that whole eating day. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Follow us at WG. No, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That shit is verified. Yeah, it is. Uh, email us at WG at WeedandGrub.com. I would love to see your hogs. I mean, chickens, turkeys, <laughs> your dinners. Show me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no hogs. No hogs. I mean. Show me your wounds. If you feel the need. Yeah. Yeah. Send us maggoty wounds. Ugh. God damn it. <laughs> is that it? Um, I think that is it. Have 
Great Thanksgivings, everybody. Have great Thanksgivings. If you're in town next week, come and see Mike's show, too. He's got a show on the 30th. Oh, thanks. I forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, that thing got me high. Yeah, I feel great. Cool. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.